Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Isabel. Hi, I'm Shruti. Today we'll be analyzing chapter 4 of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. We'll be analyzing this chapter through a thematic lens, which will be loneliness and isolation. Before we start, we're going to each try and summarize the chapter in 30 seconds. Then we'll see who had the better summary. It's Haiki Badabi Me. Nah, just wait and watch. Okay, Isabel, want to start us off? Sure. Three, two, one, go. Chapter 4 starts by introducing Crooks, the stableman. Since George has left him to go to town with most of the guys, Lenny visits Crooks, which was a very strange thing to do back then because Crooks is black. Crooks is very harsh towards Lenny, but eventually due to Lenny's gentle personality, he softens up. Candy comes around later and joins in their conversation. Everything's going well until Curly's wife shows up and she starts trying to get their attention. She's chased off and after she treats Crooks harshly and threatens him. Okay, Shruti, your turn. Three, two... One, go. Okay, so chapter three ends where all the men except Lenny, Candy, and Crooks go to town to help fix Curly's smashed hand. Lenny goes into Crooks's room, and at first Crooks isn't very open, but eventually they start to have a real conversation. Soon Candy joins them, and they all talk about the farm that they were going to live on once they made enough money. A little while later, Curly's wife stops by and starts to flirt with the men. Crooks talks harshly to her about the flirting, and she tells him that she can have him hanged. The men eventually get her to go away from the house. Okay. I'm done. Who do you think won? Is that even a question? It was definitely me. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So I'll give it to you this time. Okay, moving on. Now that we've finished the summary, why don't we talk about the underlying theme of loneliness and isolation? Okay, so while I was reading, I noticed several examples of the theme. I'll talk about a few, and then you can share some examples that you found as well. Sounds good? Yep. Okay, so one of the main situations I found where the theme of loneliness and isolation was portrayed was actually just at the start of chapter 4. At the beginning, the author describes Crooks. He tells us that Crooks is shunned by the other guys and forced to sleep in the stables just because he's black. Crooks is unable to partake in any of the activities that the other men do. This is a great example of loneliness and isolation in the book because clearly the other men are isolating him just because of his race. We can infer that Crooks feels extremely lonely because he's very closed off and doesn't want anyone in his room. He feels that if the white men won't let him into their rooms, then they shouldn't be allowed in his. This loneliness and isolation has most definitely impacted his personality. Yeah, I 100% agree. I just remember that when Lenny first comes into the room, Crooks is very wary because he thinks that Lenny is just like the other men. However, after they start to talk for several minutes, Crooks realizes that Lenny isn't like them and actually starts to enjoy talking to Lenny because he hasn't had company in a while. If you were isolated like Crooks, what would you have done? Honestly, I have no idea. That's such a tough spot to be in. I'm a very talkative and social person, and being isolated has just never been a problem for me. It makes my head hurt to even think about being isolated. Okay, I've spoken a bit too much. What do you have to say about loneliness and isolation, Isabel? Well, I would say another example of loneliness is when George, Slim, and all the other guys leave the so-called weaker men behind, which are Lenny, Candy, and Crooks. Lenny is already very attached to George, almost to a point where it's necessary for George to be with him. When George leaves Lenny behind to go to town with the rest of the guys, Lenny feels isolated, which leads him to search for the company of others. Once he finds Crooks, a man who is also lonely and isolated due to his race, Lenny immediately starts up a conversation with him. Crooks, since he's so used to being treated as an inferior, distrusts Lenny at first, but he eventually lets down his guard and opens up to him. 
Crook starts to talk to Lenny about living as a black man and about how he doesn't have anyone and that he's always on his own with no one to really talk to. He tries to make Lenny understand him by talking about how George is always there for Lenny and how much Lenny depends on him. Candy, a man who is isolated in a different type of way due to the fact that he only has one hand, joins their conversation. They all get along and help diminish each other's loneliness. I find that their sense of loneliness gave them all something in common. Well, Isabel, you summed it up perfectly. I do have one question, though. Do you think that if Lenny lived in today's society, would he be as lonely? Yeah, that is a good question. Now that I think about it, I don't believe he'd be as lonely because in today's society, there are a lot of special programs for people like Lenny. Back then, people wouldn't try to help out people who were mentally challenged or disabled. Yay! Now that we've discussed the theme of loneliness and isolation in this chapter, let's talk about a more specific situation that really helps portray this theme. We're going to use a quote that we think expresses loneliness and isolation the most, then we're going to analyze it by using the four stages of Lectio Critica. The narrative stage, the allegory stage, the contemplation stage, and the invitation stage. Okay, so the quote that we're going to be analyzing in these four stages can be found on page 72 to 73 of Mice and Men, and the quote is said by Crooks, who's talking to Lenny at the time. The quote is, a guy needs somebody to be near him. He whined, a guy goes nuts if he ain't got nobody. Don't make no difference who the guy is, long as he's with you. I tell you, he cried. I tell you, a guy gets too lonely and he gets sick. Okay, so the first stage is basically explaining the context of the quote and then explaining what's happening. So let's get started on that. Basically, in this situation, Lenny and Crooks are having a man-to-man conversation after all the other men have left. Crooks suggests to Lenny that maybe George has left and that he's never going to come back. He talks to Lenny about life, about what life would be like, and he says a quote which I stated before. Lenny immediately gets worried but starts reassuring himself that George is going to come back. Crooks immediately says that he wasn't referring to Lenny as being lonely, he was actually referring to himself and how he feels. Okay, now, as for the second stage, we're going to try and identify an underlying theme by looking at the author's choice of words and the tone it gives to the quote and to the person who is saying the quote. I would say that the author's use of the word wind gives off a feeling of desperation and almost agony into Crook's voice as he tries to make Lenny understand his pain of being alone. So what do you think? Do you think that there's another form of language or tone that gives off this feeling of loneliness and isolation? Yeah, I totally see what you're trying to say, Isabel. Okay, so one of the big things, like really big things that I noticed, was the repetition that the author used. So like, did you notice how Steinbeck kept repeating the phrase, a guy? Now that you say that, actually, yeah, I do see that. Nice find. Okay, so I think that the author is trying to make a statement with the phrase, a guy. By repeating this phrase several times, Steinbeck is able to leave a lasting impact on the reader's mind. When Steinbeck combines a tone of agony and repeats the phrase a guy, we really get a one-time view into how Crooks feels about his life. I think that repetition brings the meaning meaning brings the meaning of the theme into better focus and helps the reader understand what's going on and not be completely lost. That's a great connection. Okay, now on to the third stage. <laughs> Now that I think about it, this is actually a pretty depressing stage. Why are you saying that? 
Well, we have to talk about how the sense of loneliness and isolation relates to us in our lives. So we basically have to talk about the depressing feeling of being a loner at some point in our lives. Oh yeah, that's true. Definitely not excited for that, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Ha, indeed. Anyway, I would say that I can relate to this quote because I'm not the most outgoing and social person, and I have been homeschooled my whole life up until last year, so I have this built-up sense of shyness and meekness. Due to my shy nature, it usually takes me some time to make friends, so I'll usually spend a good bit of time alone. However, the one thing that I can't relate to is that being alone doesn't really bother me. I mean, of course, I have a good bit of friends, and I love to hang out with them, but at the same time, I kind of enjoy having some time to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. So, yeah, that's how I can relate to this quote. How about you, Shruti? Wow, that was quite deep, Isabel. I would like to say that I'm quite the opposite of you. This quote is kind of hard for me to relate to since I'm, I'm a very social person. I actually do remember once when I felt pretty lonely. I remember the first day of high school when I realized I had classes with absolutely none of my friends, and that hit pretty deep because I'd always had friends in my classes, or at least I knew everyone in my classes. When I came to high school, however, I knew maybe like one or two people in my classes, and I wasn't close with them at all. This caused me to feel pretty lonely and pretty isolated. But soon enough, I was able to bounce back, and by the end of the year, I knew everyone in my classes, and I had my close friends, and I was able to make close friends in every single one of my classes. I'm most definitely not a person that can like being lonely, but I do understand that. Random question, Isabel. Was last year like this for you too, or did you have friends in your class? Actually, yeah, I had pretty much the same exact experience. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. I guess high school is the same for everyone. Okay, moving on to the fourth stage. Isabel, would you like to tell us what action this quote inspires you to take? Yeah, I would say that this quote inspires me to always be kind and friendly to everyone, especially those who are outcasts, because I know what it feels like to be an outcast. I'll try to get out of my comfort zone and reach out to people instead of waiting for them to reach out to me. So what about you? What does this quote inspire you to do? I pretty much have the same exact answer as you. This quote inspires me to be nice to all people. I definitely wouldn't want anyone I know to ever feel like crooks to ever feel like what crooks feels like that just breaks my heart i hope to be more open and loving to the people i meet and if i do ever see somebody looking lonely and looking like they could use friends i will most definitely go and talk to them okay now for the last part my favorite part of the entire podcast we're going to each say a wish regarding a character that we hope will come true later in the book sounds good isabel yeah definitely i'm excited for this part too want to start us off Yeah, sure. Okay, so my wish is regarding Lenny. I really hope that Lenny doesn't do anything stupid on the farm and that he's able to make new friends. I also hope that he's able to start to be more independent rather than relying on George because you never know what could happen to George. What about you, Isabel? That's a great wish. I would say that my wish would be for Crooks. I wish that Crooks would gain freedom and friendship with those around him later on and that he won't feel depressed and lonely anymore. Actually, we could kind of connect our wishes. I also wish that Crooks would have a great friendship with Lenny and that Lenny could find happiness in their friendship. Wow, that took quite a bit of energy, but that talk was definitely very enlightening. Who knew one chapter could hold so much information? I know, right? Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Before we end, if there's one thing you should remember from this entire podcast, it's to be welcoming to others. Okay, bye now.